Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mind, Your Body, and Soul, the Healthy Podcast. This is season two. Yes, we're back for another great season of Mind, Your Body, and Soul. Uh, thank everybody for tuning in to season one. We gave you 20 great episodes. And so we want to keep the train rolling. Uh, it was a good success. Our season one, we started off really well, was able to educate a lot of people and reach a lot of people. So we want to make sure we come back with a greater impact for season two. And for those who don't know about this podcast, if this is your first time, Mind Your Body and Soul is hosted by myself, Joseph Ward, Matias Sweet, and Miss Elena Stiefel. And Mind Your Body and Soul is an educational podcast that focuses on all things health related to help our listeners learn more about the various health topics and information they may or may not have access to. We seek to inform, empower, uplift, and mobilize our listeners to become the healthiest versions of themselves. And you can catch Mind Your Body and Soul every Wednesday on our website, www.nmcpodcast.com, as well as our Neighborhood Medical Center YouTube channel. So go to YouTube and type in Neighborhood Medical Center. We're also on podcast platforms such as Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube once again. So make sure you all check us out. All right. Now that we got that out the way, we got a good interview because we keep telling y'all about men's health, men's health, men's health, men's health, men's health. And we started out a bit talking about men's health last month or last season, rather. But we want to bring it, bring the topic back up, but take it in the direction that I've never heard before. So we have Dr. Christopher Lang, who's here. He's representing Neighborhood Medical Center, and he's going to come on and give us this great information about men's health, but from the dental standpoint. Because let's just be honest, we never talk about men's health and dentistry. So this is what we got going on. So welcome, Dr. Christopher Lang. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm yes, good. sir. Um, I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you taking the time out to be able to come on the podcast and talk with us because, you know, when we were talking in the background, setting everything up and you brought this idea up. I thought it was brilliant because we were always thinking about men's health, but dentistry is what we don't think about. And our teeth is in our mouth and our head is very important. <laughs> so, yes, sir. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I mean, I'm, so, I'm, I'm very happy to be here, man. You know, I, I like to advocate uh, not only for dentistry, but again, just this overall health. You know what I mean? There have been a lot of things that I've started changing my own life. Uh, this past year, just to try to, you know, realize, you know, as the podcast says, you know, the most healthy version of myself. So I definitely want to, I'm, I'm participating as well as adding, you know, to the effort. Yes, sir. Definitely appreciate that. So can you give us a little background information about yourself, what you do at Neighborhood Medical Center and like, how did you get into dentistry? Okay. So, so I've actually been a staff dentist for Neighborhood Medical since 2014. Um, I was part-time, uh, but now I, I have taken uh, a, a more full-time role. I am the current dental director in, uh, for the Neighborhood Medical Center. So we I basically direct all three of our clinics, as well as uh, see patients um, Monday through Friday. So really busy, but I got into dentistry, man. Uh, I, I wanted, I, I never forget it. I was about 12 and I knew I wanted to be a doctor. Uh, I just wanted to take people apart and put them back together. I know that sounds kind of, you know, crazy for a little kid to be thinking, you know what I mean? Like, but, but that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to right. fix people, you know what I mean? And so, um, 
that was always my desire. And so I bounced, you know, admittedly, I bounced across a couple, you know, uh, professions, you know, things that sounded cool. I remember I wanted to be like an orthopedic reconstructive surgeon. I mean, that sounded cool to me, you know what I mean? But, but at the end of the day, I just wanted to simply help people fix them, put them back together. And so I get to do that nowadays, uh, nowadays, and, and then still go home at five o'clock. So that right. was, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's a, that's a, that's a plus. That's a plus. Right. No, right. that's 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 very cool because because think about it. If you were if you were an engineer or like an inventor and somebody said that you like to break things down and put them back together, everybody would be marveled at it. Right. So that's right. how I am listening to you say that because yeah. it makes sense. You have yeah. your creativity works that way. Yeah. If you take people apart and put them back together, you understand the human better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sir. I mean, it, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Now, I mean, and it, and it has to be because also you are in a field where people who look like you aren't in abundance, especially yes, men. Sir. Yes, sir. And yes, so sir. how does how does that feel or what are your thoughts about being one of the few black male faces in dentistry and some things that you could probably think of that could change that over the years? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, the, I think the, the biggest um, contribute, you know, uh, uh, contribution I can make to just the the image is just making sure that I'm, I'm trying to be the best that I can. Um, I don't limit myself, you know, I, but I, I, I'm true to myself. I pursue the things that I want to do, you know, and, and so I, I think that's probably the best thing, you know, not to maybe um, overreach and just kind of stay, you know, get, you know, get out of my lane. I stay in my lane. I do the things that I want to do. And I try to do them, you know, the best that I can, you know. And so um, I did attend uh, HBCUs for both my undergrad and my professional training. And so I went to uh, Florida A&M uh, for undergrad. And then I went to Meharry Medical College for uh, dental school. I will tell you um, to, to kind of add to your point. At one point, I don't know this if this demographic still holds true, but at, at, at one point, uh, my institution cranked out a third of the nation's dentists, doctors, and medical researchers wow. uh, th that were of color. Let me say that. And so, you know, I'm pretty sure, if not more by now, but that was a, you know, that, that, you know, that, that was pretty impressive, you know, when, when I, when I realized that, but I love it. You know what I mean? Just to, just to be who I am, um, you know, I think it's empowering for other people who look like me to see me doing things. You know, there is a whole lot of, of, of encouragement just in seeing it. Uh, and so, you know, knowing that I just take kind of as a personal responsibility, just, just to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can. Right. Yeah. I greatly appreciate that. Yeah. So men's health, oral health, yeah. those two usually don't go together. So from this standpoint, why why is it important for us to talk about more, even focus more on oral health, but specifically men's oral health when we're talking about maintaining our overall health? Okay. Well, okay, so so let's start with this. So, you know, I don't think that we can talk about health without considering oral health. So, I mean, and, and that's been kind of a progressively more uh, uh recognized truth you know mm -hmm. that the, the mouth is not separate from the body at least in right. the way that we conceptualize health okay so you know that's one thing 
but even more so it's important because you know just from my experience uh women are are, are much more uh readily seeking treatment than men are mm-hmm. um, and that's just from my personal experience I, my father is that way you know I, you know it's 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 right. like it's difficult to get him to go see a doctor just to figure out what's going on. And so, you know, I would I would assume, you know, and, and, and demographics prove this, you know, research proves this, that men are not as actively seeking treatment as women are. OK, and so for that reason, there are there are a lot of things that go unaddressed and we start to see, you know, problems. So um, that's why it's important. You know what I mean? Now that's that's great, um, but you are right. Us as men, we don't seek just health. We don't yeah. go take care of our health like we're supposed to. I know a lot of that has to do with conditioning and men being men and not going somewhere till it hurts real bad, or yeah. even just I have to work and then work and then work and then we're working ourselves into the ground. But yeah, that 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 reinforcement of if you don't take care of yourself today. He won't be here tomorrow. That needs to be there. So, and then, like you say, oral health, like the mouth is a part of the body. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I mean, let's let's talk about that. So, so the mouth, if we can, if we can, you know, kind of drive that home, the mouth is the beginning of digestion. Right. You know what I mean? So, so there's no way that we can kind of separate the mouth from the body. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you didn't have a mouth, you couldn't sustain yourself. Right. You know, and so teeth, lips, cheeks, tongue, they all serve, you know, that function. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's, you know, it just just kind of realizing that, you know, it's it's I don't think it's necessarily, a, a, a you know, a hard concept to grasp, but it's just in the way that we approach. Health, you know, it, it's not really, you know, a big, you know, overemphasized aspect. Right. OK. Yeah. So building off of off of what you just said, because digestion starts in the mouth and, and it it basically controls what you take in your body orally. Right. So if a man isn't taking care of his oral health properly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How can bad oral hygiene lead to other health issues that a man may have? Okay, so so this this is, so let's 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 kind of set the stage here, okay? So one one conversation that I repeatedly have a lot of times with my older patients, but definitely with my older male patients is, you know, hey, I'm 60 years old. I'm on the other side of the hill. You know, hey, I don't have teeth, so be it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And the one thing that we have to realize is that, you know, our ability to heal and sustain ourselves and make sure that we're nourished and healthy heavily weighs on our ability to eat the right things right and so if you don't have teeth if you don't have a functional you know uh system you know a way to to chew up food to eat certain foods you know we're always talking you know healthy foods are definitely you know uh, a very uh, repetitive concept now whether it be you know on the news you know youtube you know you know just everybody's becoming more health conscious you can't eat certain foods if you can't chew them up right and so for that reason now you can't sustain yourself in a way that's healthy and so for that reason alone you need teeth okay but even more so a lot of the 
systemic diseases that men, especially black men, are experiencing hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, those type of things, they can be directly influenced by a um, lack of health in the mouth, specifically mm -hmm. periodontal disease. Okay. So, so in that, if my oral hygiene is bad, I am constantly eating bad foods or whatever. Yes. Is it a possibility that some of the things that are in my mouth I'm digesting and those are causing issues within my body internally? Okay, so, so not necessarily. So, so, okay. so let's, okay, let's write it. So periodontal disease is an inflammatory disease, okay? And so we were unsuccessful in achieving or maintaining bacterial balance in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And so therefore periodontal disease is manifested. So just to keep it kind of keep it simple. Okay. You know, the bacteria that cause uh, periodontal disease are allowed to grow in number and, and therefore we see disease mm -hmm. because there's imbalance, more bad bacteria than good bacteria. Right. Okay. And so now because of that, the surrounding tissues of the teeth, the bone, the gum tissue, and there's actually a ligament in between the tooth and the bone that keep the teeth grounded, uh, you know, secure and okay. retain. All of that, all that apparatus becomes inflamed. And again, the teeth and the mouth are all a part of the body. So the same inflammatory responses that we would experience anywhere else are the same inflammatory responses we see in the mouth. Uh -huh. And so where we where we get connections between the two is that those same um, they're, they're, let's just call them mediators. There, there are chemicals associated with with inflammation that communicate what's happening in the body. Right. Those same chemicals can incite inflammation in other areas of the body. Okay. So if your periodontal disease is not controlled, sometimes you cannot control inflammation other places. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because it's all it's all traveling through your blood. Right. Anything right. that's touched by the blood, which is everything. You know. Right. Now it makes sense. It definitely definitely makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So all right. I know a lot of people, because you because you're a dentist, a lot of people have this question um okay. about regular hygiene, regular maintenance of the hygiene. So, yes. So in, in that regard, how often should people uh brush and or floss their teeth and does the type of toothbrush or whatever equipment that you may use to brush your teeth or floss your teeth does it does it really matter in uh how healthy your mouth can be okay so let's let's i like that that's a good question i get that question a, a whole lot okay so for all intensive purposes products are less an issue I don't want to absolutely say they don't matter because I do believe that um, electric toothbrushes are a little bit more efficient okay. in removing bacteria and keeping the tissues clean. Okay. You know, and just and just you know, just like you know, a power scrubber is better than a, a hand scrubber. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But but products aren't necessarily the 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 end all be all. Okay. What is really um, gonna make um, you know, the difference is consistency. Mm -hmm. Okay. Conceptualizing what you're doing. And so I like to make the analogy 
you know, we live in Tallahassee. Everybody understands the pollen season. You can rinse your car. Mm-hmm. You'll get most of the pollen off, some pollen off. But it's not until you really wash the car. Right. Hand to hand to hand to, you know, surface and take the time to wash all the crevices and all the little nooks and crannies of the car. Same thing is with the mouth. Right. Brushing only gets the surfaces of the teeth um, that you can see is, is what I like to tell my patients. So basically the, the chewing surfaces, the surfaces uh, that we see when we smile mm-hmm. and the surfaces next to the tongue and the palate are basically the only surfaces that toothbrushes can clean well. Right. Okay. There are two other surfaces on a tooth where the teeth are touching each other mm-hmm. that a toothbrush cannot touch. Right. Okay. And so this is where floss comes in. Okay. And so physical contact, passing floss in between those two teeth are really what cleans those surfaces. So if we take that, a clean tooth is a tooth that was brushed and flossed, not just brushed. And so we have to conceptualize that, you know what I mean? And so whenever I'm talking to my patients about it, you know, I try to encourage them to think about what you're doing. Okay. You know, you want to clean a certain place you got to be deliberate about that. You want to clean under the gum line next to the tooth. You want to clean on the area of the tooth next to the tongue. You know, you want to clean right there between your cheek all the way in the back. You know what I mean? So it takes time. Right. And so it's, you know, it's it's funny. I read an article. Uh, the average person brushes their teeth for 45 seconds. Wow. And it's and it's and it's recommended, you know, two minutes. Right. And, you know, I like to tell my patients that's a starting point, you know. However long it takes for you to be mindful about what you're doing and clean your teeth properly is how long it takes. Right. Don't get, don't get locked into that two minutes. But two minutes is good. I mean, if you took the time, you know, it's a pretty decent amount of time. But however long it takes, um, I'm a real big proponent of finger floss. I don't like the uh, the picks. Yeah. Only because you can't manipulate floss around a tooth. You know, and if we think about it, let me, maybe, you know, the maybe people don't know this, but a tooth has rounded surfaces. Mm-hmm. There aren't any flat surfaces on a tooth. Okay. And so if you want to get it clean, you have to be able to manipulate whatever you're using around right. the tooth. Right. And so finger floss is, you know, just the traditional floss, the stuff that comes on a roll. Um, I personally like to use uh, a floss called super floss. It comes in a pre-cut uh, uh, fashion and it comes in a little rectangular blue and green block uh, boxes from an oral B. Okay. And so whatever you can use to pass it between the contacts and wrap it around a tooth to, to remove plaque, that's what you want to use. And so it's not clean unless you've cleaned all the surface. I got you. And it's amazing how clean your, your mouth will feel after you've done that. I mean, your mouth feels aired out. <laughs> I mean, it, it look, it, it's a good feeling. And I, I bring that up because those are the things that, you know, I can describe to you but you really can't appreciate until you do it exactly and i think when you when you experience that it's really hard to go back to what your, you were your doing. explanation is exceptional how you <laughs> break it down because i never i never thought about it like like the way you explained it so mm-hmm. brushing your teeth if you think about it the way you wash your car because yeah. people when you put it like that, people are going to pay attention because they want <laughs> and and then the certain yeah. places. So that that was that was brilliant. I definitely yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. 
and just so they know, just so they know, you know, just if I can add this little piece. Go ahead. The bacteria that adhere to the teeth are covered in a film. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, in effect, you know, the 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 comparison is is pretty apples to you know, it's pretty direct. You know, that pollen is not going to come off just by a little bit of effort. Exactly. Okay. And in the same way, because uh, plaque, you might even read about it or, or or see it in a commercial, you know, just just find it called biofilm. And so it's it's in a kind of a sludge, and so it's going to take a little bit of effort and consistency to properly and completely remove that off the tooth. Right. So you know you really got to be conceptualized. You got to be thinking about what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Do, would you recommend the water pick for flossing? Uh, I, I think it's a good added added effort. Okay. okay? I, I I believe in the gold standard. I really do. And then you got to think about it like this one one. I, this is this is anecdotal. Okay. This is my personal belief. I I really um, I, I really tried to read some some articles about the effectiveness of of water picks and things like that. And the ones that I read were more about did they remove plaque? Did they you know improve uh, gingival bleeding? Things like that. But they they weren't really comparisons. Right. And you know I would I would. I would love to see studies like that. You know what I mean? Uh, because I don't think there's a comparison. I don't think that right. you can compare, you know, scrubbing a tooth to pressure washing it. Right. You know what I mean? I I, I really believe it's a good it's a good it's a good uh, you know how, how we call it lavage in dentistry. It's basically just like a, a good flushing of the area. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's a good that's a, it has its place. People with periodontal disease they have deep pockets. It's a good thing because floss can't get down that far, right? But it's not—it's not necessarily a replacement. It does a certain job, okay. As floss does a certain job, right? So yeah. it got you. It's a good tool in the tool belt, but don't throw everything else out. Don't throw everything else. Right. Right. Okay. So when men, well, and I'm—and I'm asking this because I don't know, but okay. And so in my mind. We all men and women would have similar dental issues. Yes. So, but are there any way to tell, especially for men coming in? Um, because I guess it would it would depend on the different factors that the men and women would encounter. But are there any signs, or what are signs of bad hygiene in the teeth of, especially like your male patients that you would normally see? Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think that you could maybe distinguish male versus female right as far as what you would see right you know I, i'm pretty sure that there could be you know um just factors that are specific to men and women that may that may add you know i i don't know if i can necessarily uh, articulate one or two uh but i do think that there are signs mm -hmm. that there's trouble okay? okay one of them is 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 gingival bleeding I th and i think that's something that or just bleeding gums. I think that's something that you know everybody can identify with. Mm -hmm. And essentially, like I was saying before, you know, when we don't have balance in the mouth and we're starting to to allow bacteria to grow in 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 number. Okay, in, in dentistry we call it plaque load. And what that means is that just the bacteria that's that's inherent to the mouth. I, I would like to probably make that clear. There are bacteria in the mouth that are just going to be there. 
Right. And our goal with brushing and flossing and rinsing and all those efforts are to simply keep their numbers low enough so that we don't see disease. Okay. Right. And so when we're when we're unsuccessful in doing that, we start to see the beginnings of gum disease, which is just basically inflammation. Okay. And so you'll see it where maybe the teeth, uh, the, the excuse me, the, the gums start to get puffy. They start right. to get, uh, you know, clinically it's called edema, but they start to swell mm-hmm. ever so slightly. And then they start to change colors. They start to turn red. And then you may experience, you know, gum bleeding, like we were saying, you, you know, when you brush your teeth, your gums bleed. And, and what's funny is that a lot of times patients take that as something that they're doing. Right. And so they say, you know what, I don't brush in these areas as hard or I, I kind of stay away from this area because it bleeds when I brush. Right. And the issue there is that the tissues are inflamed and the body is trying to respond to the insult from the bacteria. Gotcha. And so until you re, uh, kind of gain that balance back, they're going to bleed. Gotcha. So if anything, you should brush it more. Right. Definitely come and see me. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely come and see me. But, you know, not brushing that area is not the answer. Okay. And, yeah. and so bleeding gums is one of the main signs of... Yeah, I, I think it's probably the most common. Okay. You know, you know other ones, obviously pain. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think in more severe situations, um, uh, recession, you know, you, you start to see, you know, a little bit more of the tooth. Right. You know, there's a saying, I'm getting long in the tooth, you know. Right. Yeah, that's what that's about. Okay. okay. That, that's it's that's kind of misplaced. You know, um, gingival recession is linked to age, you know, so the older you get, you can have associated gingival recession. And so. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, a term that you use in aging horses. You know, the, the horse is long in the tooth. Right. And that just means that it's older. Right. And so if we parallel that to, to people, you know, older patients have recession. But you can also see that from gum disease. Right. Okay. Right. right. Okay. Um, I just had the question in my mind. It just left out of my <laughs> mind just that quick. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the tongue. So. Yes. What, because uh, I've, the last time we talked with Dr. Butler, we were talking about the different colors on the tongue. So I I know from that, a white tongue is telling a different story than the pink tongue. So can you kind of fill in the information? Like, what is the white, what is the story the white tongue is telling versus the pink tongue? Um, I I, I didn't watch that that episode uh, (laughs) that Dr. Butler had. I probably should go back and watch it, you know. you can have a lot of okay so so the tongue is covered by what are called papilla okay and you have different forms different types of papilla okay and so um the color of those papilla can indicate different pathologies different lesions okay but in and of itself you can just simply have long papilla uh, specifically there's there's a papilla that that covers uh, the dorsum of the tongue, which is basically the part of the tongue that you see when you stick your tongue out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're called filiform papilla, and okay. they can be really long, really long, okay? And they can kind of take like, you know, t- you know, this is not a medical term, but they kind of take an, an ashy appearance, you know, it kind of looks like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that within itself is just, you know, anatomical. It's just what it is, you know? 
but there are some lesions that uh, will make the tongue white. You know, there are some lesions that will make the, the tongue red. You know, you can also have uh, what's called geographic tongue, where you have little blotches of red, you know, white, you know, kind of like islands of, of discoloration. Okay. Uh, but other it, it, before seeing Dr. Uh, Butler's uh, video, I probably wouldn't want to speak to it. Because uh, she was, I, I know one thing that I remember from it, it she was talking about, um, I think we specifically asked the question about when you wake up in the morning and if you didn't brush your teeth at night or you don't have a habit of brushing your teeth at night when you wake up in the morning, you have real, look like thrush is, is heavy on the tongue. Oh, I and, see. Yeah. So kind of, so I did kind of learn and learn it more now that your tongue is going to kind of tell if yeah, and, uh, it, and it's a surface your mouth or not. Right. Yeah, right. You know, um, like I said, I, I probably wouldn't want to speak to it because I, I don't I don't have the whole story there. But, um, you know, the tongue hat, the tongue is a very large surface to collect bacteria. Now, what I will say, what I will say is that, you know, a common uh, complaint that I have for my patients is, hey, I swear I brush my teeth, but I still have bad breath. Right. You know what I mean? And I really don't discredit that. I, I do think for the most part, most people brush their teeth. You know, I, I think um, it just may be ineffective in the mm -hmm. way they're doing it. And the reason I say that is because your teeth aren't the only surfaces that bacteria can adhere to. Right. They adhere to the inside of your lip. They adhere to the palate. They adhere to the tongue. There are all kind of crevices, you know, that they can kind of hide in. And so the more effective, the more efficient you are in kind of searching out those areas, I think the more clean you're going to feel. Right. And the more effective you are in managing bacteria. Okay. Hey, Joe, just give me just a second. I got to plug my computer. We're getting ready right, to die. Good. Edit. <laughs> good. Hi there. I got you. All right. Cool. Yeah, you're good. We're going we're gonna to edit it. So you're okay. Right. okay. 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 So, okay. So I want to ask this question in this way. Say okay. you you had a chance to sit down with uh, any male that you can pick that you have a, a great relationship with and you have a chance to give this male dental information and dental advice. So okay. how often would you tell this, this man to go to the dentist and what questions would you prepare him or you would get him in the mindset of asking his dentist to make sure he get the healthiest result from his dentist visit. Well, first I'd probably tell him to come see me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I need you to I need you to come see me more often. Okay, that, and and that's and, and, and we're, we're, we're you know we're joking around, but but as often as you need, you know what I mean. Yeah. And the reason I say it that way is because you know I think commonly we're locked into you go to see the doctor twice a year. I get cleanings every six months, okay? Mm -hmm. But what I don't think is, is widely understood is treatment includes cleanings. Like cleanings aren't, aren't necessarily something that we can kind of just do arbitrarily. They have to be diagnosed, mm -hmm. you know? The, those type of six months treat, cleanings are directly correlated to a diagnosis. Right. So if you fall into, you know, if you if you are diagnosed with such a such a disease, you know, uh, commonly just gingivitis, you know, things that right. we can essentially reverse, then 
okay. But that had to be determined because if you're not a candidate for that type of a cleaning and you need something different, you know, say scaling and root planning, mm-hmm. you know, um, that has to be determined. And then the type of interval that you would use maybe more often. Right. Okay. And what's funny is that 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 that, that common interval was not developed by dentistry. That yeah. that six month interval was actually developed by insurance companies. Because they're going to be the ones to pay every right. six months. Right. So therefore, we kind of fall into this. I go every six months. OK, but how often you go to the dentist, uh, you know, specifically for, you know, high hygiene treatment. That has to do with what you need. So you may have to come every four months. You may have to come every three months, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that has to be diagnosed. Right. OK. That makes sense. But OK. Because you blew my mind. Didn't know about the insurance part. Like, <laughs> I'm learning more and more about these insurance companies and I'm just I'm side eyeing yeah. all insurance. I don't want to I don't want to demonize the insurance companies. Man. We, yeah. we just have to conceptualize what they're really there for. You know, exactly. I, I tell my right. patients all the time, dental insurance is a coupon. Right. Yes. It could be a $50 off coupon. <laughs> it could be a $5 off coupon. <laughs> but, but it's, it's essentially a coupon, a coupon yeah. you know. Yeah. And you don't want to fall into the 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 mode of thinking the the dental like what my dental insurance covers is what I'm gonna get right okay now there's nothing wrong with making treatment decisions um, based on you know what's feasible mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that right but you have to keep your mind open that there is a treatment for a diagnosed problem and this is what I need right and my insurance company is the coupon that helped me get it done. Right. That yeah. now that makes sense. Yeah. I, that makes sense. I like the way you I like the way you break stuff down. So I know your your patients leave with a good understanding. I hope and, so. And it's and it's and it's seriously be, because we we often meet doctors or medical professionals who they have the knowledge and the know-how, but the communication of it may not be there. So I know your your patients walk away satisfied because the way you explained it to me, I can take it and tell somebody else because it makes sense to me. Yeah, I really hope so. I really hope so. Yes, sir. So we we talked about bad habits or or um, things that people should do as far as routine to keeping yeah. their mouth healthy. Are there are there any foods that you would caution people to stay away from that are ultra harmful or semi harmful to their 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 oral care? Uh yes and no. Yes and okay. no. It's, it's a loaded question. Okay, so 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 everybody knows I need to stay away from the candy. I need to stay away from the sugary drinks. I need to stay away from, you know, sugar in general. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we we've we've come to understand that in more ways than just, you know, dental concerns. You know, we want to make sure that we uh, you know, control our sugar intake relative to our general health, you know, that type of thing. Um, but as it relates to to dental issues, you know, we, we talk about how that weighs in on what's called our caries risk. And so caries is just a medical term 
for cavities. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what you eat and how often you eat is what's going to really weigh in on how likely it is for you to get a cavity. Okay. Okay. And so that's, that's where that comes into play. That's where I think we should be watching what we eat. Okay. Because we know that the, the types of bacteria that cause cavities metabolize sugar. They eat sugar just like we do. It is, it is by the exact same chemical process. Okay. Mm -hmm. But instead of, you know, the waste that we understand it, they make waste in the form of acid. And that acid is what essentially affects the surface of the tooth and creates a cavity. Right. Okay. Now, the other thing is, is that um, relative to how often we eat, every time we eat, the mouth itself becomes acidic. Okay. Right. So, so if I can make that make sense, when the surface of the tooth reaches a pH of 5.5, okay, so that's essentially an acidic, acidic uh, pH, mm -hmm. then that's when the process of a cavity starts because the acid is actually dissolving okay. the mineral surface, the mineral uh, uh, um, makeup of the tooth. Okay. okay. And so we don't want it to stay acidic because it increases our likelihood to get a cavity. So when we eat continuously throughout the day, when we snack throughout the day, we increase our risk because we're not allowing the body to kind of rebound. We can't help the fact that the mouth is acidic when we eat. That's that's a, that's important to digestion. Right. But we also want the mouth to become closer to neutral to kind of rebound. Mm -hmm. And that happens by way of the saliva. So the, the saliva has um, buffers in it mm -hmm. that bring the mouth back to neutral. Okay. Okay. And so we want to be mindful of what we're eating. We want to keep our sugars as low as we can. But, you know, it's okay. You know, you know, everybody likes lemonade and sweet tea. Everybody like, you know, I'm, I'm personally, I like uh, ginger beer. It's yeah. my favorite. Right. And so, but I, I try to find ones that are a little bit lower. There's one that I like. It has about five grams of sugar. And luckily it still tastes good. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but you want to be mindful about that. Yeah. What you're eating, but also how often you're eating. Okay. That makes sense. I can say another great explanation that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, we're our Ryan White program. We deal with sex and safe sex. Yeah. So I'm always curious from a, from a dental standpoint, what mm -hmm. are some tips that you give your patients to help them practice and keep themselves safe as far as when performing oral sex to make sure their, their mouth isn't being infected with STDs or any other types of bacteria? I'm going to tell you, man, to be honest, I really don't get into those conversations very often. Okay. okay? Um, that, that might have to change. That, that They maybe should change. You know what I mean? You know, you have to, that's, that's a real delicate, you know. <laughs> it is. It's, it it's, is. A, it's a real delicate conversation to have, you know, and sometimes, you know, thought inappropriate. You know what I mean? I'm right. going to tell you, that comes up when I have other concerns. Okay. Okay. And so we know that there is, you know, a, uh, a connection. Um, between HPV and oral cancer. Okay. okay. And so when we see lesions in the mouth and there are no other factors that are weighing in to why this would, why this would be, 
um, the one commonality that we find is sexual activity. Mm -hmm. And so now I have to have that conversation. You know, hey, listen, I, I see this lesion in the mouth. There's no other reason for it. Or, you know, just to figure out why it's there, I may ask the question like, hey, are you, are you active? You know, have you had, you know, partners that, you know, who have had, you know, um, this type of virus, that type of thing? We might have to talk about it. But other than that, man, I, I, I'll tell you, man, that, that conversation is really, it's, 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 it's touchy. It's touchy. So in, in, unless I, I have other indications to have that conversation, I typically don't talk about it. So, okay, now that's, I, I understand, trust me, because <laughs> we get in trouble. It's our job to talk about it. And we get in trouble from talking about it from a lot of people because, yeah. like you say, they're very uncomfortable talking yeah. about it. Well, yeah. let me, so let me ask this. How often would you say you would find lesions or other presentations of sexually transmitted diseases in the mouth? Not very often. Okay. If, if I'm being honest, at least my, at least Good. my experience right. has not been, you know, very often. I will, now I'm going to tell you where, where it starts to get dicey is when I have underage patients mm -hmm. and I see things that may be indicative of either activity or disease right now and so and i know that you know you you know you, you're a you're you know you're an outreach specialist you've done this before you know when you start seeing paddle palatal bruising or you know if i start to see you know um lesions that are associated with you know stds we we, we may have to have a conversation right then it becomes okay now we got to bring the parents in now we got to you know right make sure we're, we're dotting our i's and you know crossing our t's to make sure we do this right right you know what i'm saying so yeah but other than that i, I really don't have the opportunity that's to talk about that no that's cool but the fact that you are more than equipped to give the information when it comes yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. And, and if need be we'll phone call away <laughs> i will definitely call you first yes sir yes sir <laughs> so uh the last uh, the last question um, mm -hmm. it's kind of a, it's going to be kind of an alley-oop to you. Okay, so, okay, 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 okay. So, all right. let's say, especially for our men, a man doesn't have health insurance. Um, where can he go or what can he do to receive adequate dental care? No, I mean, I, I you know, that's, that's such an easy question. You, you got to come to the Neighborhood Medical Center, man. Yes. You know, we, we are more than happy to take care of you. I think that we, we go above and beyond to make dental care affordable. Um, you know, we're all about access, you know, and then like you said, you know, all of the, the doctors here, all of the staff are, are, you know, we go above and beyond to try to get you what you need. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the, the pandemic has definitely made that difficult. But, you know, we don't necessarily take that, you know, and internalize it. Right. You know, I, I think that we're still motivated to help whoever we can. And right. so, you know. We have sliding scales. We have, you know, programs. You just have to come and see us, see what we can work out for you. Cool. And I know uh, people need their ID, a valid ID, um, proof, proof of income, a proof of income. And if you don't have insurance or income, bring your ID and just bring a good attitude, and we'll get you. We'll get you. You taken said care. it. You said it just right. Just, just keep your mind open. Just let us see what we can work out for you, you know, but we're definitely here to be a part of the community. Right. You know, right. we're not we're not just here. A lot of us, 
you know, see the doctors we have here. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're, we we try to put ourselves, you know, in a common experience. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and you, you you heard it here first, people. This gentleman is not only knowledgeable, but he's relatable. Yeah. So come to Neighborhood Medical Center and ask for Dr. Christopher Lane. Yes. Because you're going to get taken care of. And this dental staff is excellent. Yes. Uh, so Absolutely. I, I can I will tell you that firsthand experience. So yes. um, I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Lane, once again, for being a part of this podcast and allowing us to learn from you and uh, bless our audience with the information that you have, especially our male audience, because we want to make sure that more men are being healthier and living longer and practicing better habits to keep ourselves healthy. So truly, definitely truly. appreciate you. Uh, appreciate everything you do. And just looking forward to working with you more. And yeah, I, I enjoy seeing you around. And the the vibe and everything is, is different up under you. So um, I'm just looking forward to a lot of great success and just wish you more success on your journey. I, I, I truly appreciate it. But I, 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 tell, uh, I tell the other guys, you know, I, I just love our company. There's, yes. There is no other company in the city like ours. Right, right. And, you know, I hope to be a part of that for a long time. Exactly. This is. I, it's been a while since I enjoyed coming to work, but being here since I've been here, I enjoy yeah. coming to work. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Sir. Yeah, man. Sir. So, yeah. so thank you, Dr. Lane, once again for joining us, and we want everybody else to re- to remember every Wednesday. Make sure you catch a new episode of Mind Your Body and Soul. This is episode one of season two. So we're on uh, YouTube at Neighborhood Medical Center. Make sure you check out our website at nmcpodcast.com. And remember, Mind Your Body and Soul is an educational podcast that focuses on all things health-related. To help our listeners learn more about the various health topics and information they may or may not have access to, we seek to inform, empower, uplift, and mobilize our listeners to become the healthiest versions of themselves. And remember, we're also on Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as YouTube. www.nmcpodcast.com. I am Joseph Ward. He's Dr. Christopher Lang, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Peace. Thank you so much for having me. Problem.